Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. And welcome to another edition of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. So today's call inevitably has to happen, right? Resetting, setting the reset button, right? This is what happens. We have two weeks that inevitably we're out of routine on some level, maybe all levels. Emotions run high, sleep may run low, stress runs high, and we shift our patterns and we may move more into overeating. In that, we've got to find a time then to come back, to hit the reset button. And it's not a shame or blame or terrible thing. In fact, many times over the course of our lives, in many different ways, we hit reset buttons, whether it be buying a new house, changing careers, going through divorce, sometimes even losing loved ones can make us hit that reset button. This time of year inevitably is the time that we need to think about setting or hitting that reset button to move ourselves forward in a different way. If the last few weeks or few months haven't gone in the way that you want with your food, it's time that you can change that. That's what I'm focusing on the podcast today and taking a break in a way that you can look at this differently to really help you overcome your emotional eating so that you can move into a different direction in 2023. I don't believe a lot in intentions or goal setting. I'll talk more about that on future podcasts, but I do believe that when we go off track, we've got to find a way to get back on. When we're, when we're in a different place or space, we've got to find a way to get back to where we want to be. That's what today's podcast is about. So take a listen to see what you can glean from this podcast. And in 2023, I am here to help you grow, learn, change, and overcome your emotional eating. It is the number one way that you can stick with your weight loss journey in whatever way you're doing it. If you don't have the emotional, psychological backbone to your nutrition plan, whatever that plan is, you cannot succeed. So we're, I'm starting some groups, January 26th, an eight-week group that will enable you to have some accountability, some reference point, some activity, an experiential group that will enable you to really stay out of your emotional eating and stay into whatever eating that you want to be in. I've also launched my fourth book on Amazon, Overcoming Your Emotional Eating and Experiential Workbook that will also be incorporated into these groups. So take a look at my website, www.wendyfrancis.com for those specifics. And thank you as always for listening. So here we are, the beginning of January. Goodness, can't believe it. 2023 is here. And with that, I recognize that the last two weeks or so, of everybody's lives have been different. For some people, they have been working like normal every day. For a lot of people, there was a disruption in routine, whether that be for the whole two weeks, for one of the two weeks, for 10 days of the two weeks, or two days of the two weeks. 
there's usually time periods of disruption and routine, which inevitably can make differences in how we do things. So, and I also know, and because I've seen it, and because I know it to happen every year, that every single channel now, whether that be on television or on any of your streaming or social media devices, you are now being bombarded with weight loss information, weight loss goals, weight loss plans, programs, etc. So whether you've been doing something to change your body or you're looking to do something to change your body, I recognize that the last two weeks realistically can change your shape and feel of how you do food, so to speak. And I recognize that it's time to set the reset button. Uh, Just like we have a breaker box, which my breaker box kept tripping because of the lights that I had out front of my house. So my doorbell wouldn't ring and my lights wouldn't go on. I didn't have to reset that breaker box. And then they would magically come back on again until we tripped them one more time and one more time again. But, you know, we as human beings need reset buttons. Sometimes it happens because we hit rock bottom. And sometimes during this time of year, people feel like they hit that with their food because of overindulgence, going off track, eating off plan, and whatever way that that might happen for you, that that bottoming out can come during this time of year. For other people, it's other times of the year. But inevitably, whether it be in our food or weight or our life, We all need reset buttons throughout our lives in different arenas at different times. It's what happens as human beings. There's really no way that you can live, whether you've lived 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, or even 20 years. We all need those moments of reset. It's what moves us to a different place, plane, and level. And when I was looking up things to talk about tonight, because I usually spend an hour or two of prep time getting ready for this time period, I was recognizing that what we do with our food is what we do in life. And I've talked about that a number of times. So as you listen to the topic tonight about setting the reset button, recognize that these are not just reset buttons for your food or weight that you could use any of these things for your life because as we grow and learn and change we need to make movement in both areas in order for us to evolve and grow so when we're talking about setting resetting setting the reset button goodness (laughs) the reality is is you know the, the first thing i always tell people to do is not to jump into action i know so many of us Feel the pain of frustration, of self-defeat, of maybe self-loathing. And in that, we want to just jump as quick and hard, as fast as we can into action so we can get out of that feeling so fast it would make your head spin. The truth is, before we move into action, we need to do a few steps in order to really get the results that we want. And the first part about resetting is really beginning visioning once again. 
envisioning how you want your life and your food, or a combination of both, or one or the other, how do you want that to be in the future? What do you really want it to look like? How do you really, we're going to focus on food for a minute, how do you really want to be able to eat? What kind of pace? What would it look like? What would it be like? How would it be in your body? What would it feel like? Can you really see it the way you want to see it? And in that, can you spend time every day picturing yourself living your dream? What do you want your body to look and feel like? I am not a lookism person by any means, but I do recognize that we feel different in different bodies. If you close your eyes and you don't necessarily look in the mirror, that when your body is in a certain place, it feels different than when it's in another place, so to speak, weight-wise. Could be with strength, could be with agility, could be with flexibility. There's lots of ways that we shift and change. So how does it feel different from one space to the next? Can you envision what that feels like and how you want to be in your body? And again, you can do this with your life too. So start by thinking about the big picture. How do you want to be able to eat during the day? If you never sit down with your food, well, maybe you start there. Maybe you start envisioning yourself eating at the dining room table. I am a stickler for this. I'm sure that my teenage kids think I'm insane. But <laughs> maybe one day they'll thank me. When they were toddlers, I absolutely let them run around and eat because I, I actually believe that that's important for toddlers to be able to move through that phase of development. They're just too busy in life. And they move into children, older children. They need to learn to be an adolescent. They need to learn to be able to settle and ground and sit with their food. Although adolescents want to continue to run around with their food, but that can create problems later in life. So. In setting the reset button, the first thing you want to do is really envision how you want to be able to eat and how you want to be able to feel inside your body. The second thing, again, we're not jumping into action yet. The second thing is to reconnect and reset your why. How many podcasts, talks, speaking engagements, <laughs> videos, slide presentations now, have I done on this? I will continue to do this. Why is one of my favorite words and will always be, I think. I used to say it all the time when I was young. I continue to teach on it now. Reconnecting with the why of why you do things. Why do you want to change your weight or your body? Why? And please don't say for my health or anybody that's worked with me individually or, or here on these calls, not about you know, your health is not important enough, and I know that sounds strange, but it's not particular enough. You've got to go underneath health. Health is so broad. What's health to me may not be health to you. What bothers you may not bother me. So really getting specific about your why and reconnecting to the why that you're doing things. And then further taking that to really develop that. I know many people now are working on vision boarding, it's not a new thing. It's an old thing that people kind of re-tag, rehash this time of year. 
if you are getting involved in that, then that is definitely where you want to go ahead and hold your why. What is that? Is there a word? I'm going to talk a lot more about how to set intentions for New Year next week. But, you know, what, what is your why? And if there's a visual that connects you back to your why, then I would encourage you to put that on your vision board if, in fact, you do those. Number three, aligning your values with your actions. So this is, this is where we get closer to moving into action. Again, I know everybody wants to jump, oh my gosh, I've been overeating now for two weeks, or I've been off plan for two weeks, or I feel so yucky, or so bloated, or so tired. I just need to get back to plan right now. And I get it. But you've got to do these things first, because if you don't, it crumbles fast. You can only white-knuckle things for so long. This I know to be true, not of you or of me, but of all humans. White-knuckling doesn't feel good. If I'm working with a client who is white-knuckling, just holding on, I just hold on every day to not eat, to not eat, to not eat, or I hold on every day because I am eating if I'm working with someone with anorexia, that can't sustain. You've got to go deeper and find other ways to make that change actionable or else you wind up with problems. So aligning your values with your actions. What are your values? And then what are the actions related to that? For example, if you really value clean eating, but you're taking a supplement or eating boxed foods that doesn't align with those values, well, inevitably, you can't stay on that plan for long. So make sure your values align with the actions that you're going to take around your food. Number four, and again, we're not jumping into action quite yet. Number four, take some time then to clear your mind. Take some time to clear your mind, whether that be a day, a week. I mean, I wouldn't go a month at this point, (laughs) but... Take some time away from everything to clear your mind. If you didn't do it over the last few weeks, then take some time now, this weekend. Clear your mind. Let everything go that you did with your food that was maybe not in the way that you wanted to do it. Let it go. Take some time to clear your mind, clear your body, so that you can begin again and truly reset. Before you move into action then, clean up your environment. So we are creatures of habit, right? We function very similarly to each other in this way. And we know this to be true. Research has told us time and time again that how you live in your environment is how you feel. It is very rare, very, very rare that a person is not impacted by their environment. So If you have clutter in your pantry or your refrigerator or your kitchen, clean it. Get it organized. Set it up so it shifts. Over over this break where I live and reside, we had really astoundingly cold temperatures for us. Recognize in other parts of the country, y'all would laugh at me. But we had really cold temperatures where I live. I know other parts of the country did as well, but I also knew that many, many people would not have sustenance and or blankets, sheets, things to keep them warm. So I did a very quick cleaning out, which is fairly productive. 
in a, in a day at a time. I didn't have a lot of time, but I made it, and I threw it all in the back of my car. And I drove around my city for about four hours. I actually did this on Christmas Eve because I had some time in the middle of the day due to some different things that my children were doing. I drove around for four hours, and I found as many homeless people as I could, and I handed them blankets, and I handed them food. In that, it decluttered my environment. So it was a win-win. And so how can you declutter your space? It helps improve our thinking, helps give us a reset. It Living in a cluttered, messy space really impacts how you feel. So clean up your environment. If you eat in your car, clean it. Please clean it today. I can't tell you the amount of triggers that happen when you eat in your car and how easily it is for the sense to stay in your car because it's such a small space. So clean everything out. Get it detailed on the inside so that it's fresh and clean. There's certain places in your house that you eat that are cluttered or that you have to, you know, get into that are cluttered. Then please declutter that space. Make sure, in fact, that you've got supportive friends, that you have a supportive environment too. So not just about cleaning your environment, but also surrounding yourself with supportive people, maybe cleaning up your social emotional environment, we can say. So who supports you and who doesn't? And the more that I read the research on who you surround yourself is who you become, the more we know it to be true. So recognize that if people are not supporting you on your journey in whatever way that is, life, growth, etc., then you need to move those people into a different category of the sometime people, and you need to find your all-the-time people. Then and only then do you start with steps. So then it's time to take action with your reset. So start with a step. Whatever the step is that's most important to you if you're doing a reset. So what is it to begin with? I know so many people try to reset by doing it all. I'm just doing it all. Well, okay, or you could think about the number one thing that gives you the most benefit the most quickly. What makes you feel the best fastest? Because that's why we do things, right? I mean, I I take vitamins and supplements, but I'm going to tell you the the majority of them don't make me shift in a day or two or three. I know that I'm kind of in it for the long haul, right? But with food, we can feel different within a day or two or three. With hydration, we can feel different. So what if those things enable you to really feel different quickly? Because you know if you feel it, you do it, right? So, so what allows you, what step can you take that's going to allow you to feel the best the quickest? Is it eating more fruit and vegetables? Is it drinking more water? Is it eating more protein? What is it to you? What have you not been mindful of the last few weeks? Where do you know you get the biggest bang for your buck? And that's where you begin with action. And finally, finding one thing every day to be grateful for and one thing that you did well. I actually just watched this little mini kind of excerpt of someone doing a 10-mile gratitude hike. And on that entire 10-mile gratitude hike, the only thing that they talked about for those 10 miles were things they were grateful for, whether it was their new knees, 
that they just got replaced or whether it was certain foods or whether it was the beauty and the nature that surrounded them, that everybody on the hike only talk about things that they were grateful for. It was really cool to watch the excerpts of this 10-mile hike, and I actually think that I have found a new tradition I will begin next year. But we know that the brain changes with gratitude. Don't underestimate that. You can change your brain. You can change your life. It's not about what you eat. It's the why you eat and how you eat and how you feel about what you eat that changes your life. So start with gratitude. Change your brain. That helps inevitably to help you continue to move into action steps. And a beautiful, wisdomful person who will remain, remain anonymous said, I love myself too much to let my thoughts control me. Setting the reset button allows us to really not let our thoughts control us and be able to move forward faster. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.